Hey guys, welcome to Cause Mama Said So podcast. I'm Lena. I'm Wena. I'm Marwa. And this week we are discussing imposter syndrome. Ooh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, it's actually spooky because so many people have it. But let's, I think, let's start with a definition. Imposter syndrome, as per Google, refers to an internal experience of believing that you are not as competent as others perceive you to be. While this definition is usually narrowly applied to intelligence and achievement, it has links to perfectionism and the social context. I have it. <laughs> I definitely have it. Like, especially I, I feel like at work, I have it a lot where I don't take initiative. I don't, you know, participate as much as I could or should because in my head, I'm like, I have no idea what I'm talking about. I don't know. I feel like that's a common thing with everyone at work, in their job, in their professional fields. Mm hmm. For sure. Especially because like growing up, you kind of just think like anyone who's older than you is just smarter than you. <laughs> so like when you're just entering the workforce, everyone's a lot older than you. And so you're just like, oh, I don't know anything. Everyone else knows way more than me. So I'm not going to speak up. I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to just sit here on the sidelines and watch. But then you like quickly realize that like, okay, a lot of people don't know anything. A lot of people talk straight out of their ass is what I've realized in the work. It's also confidence. They say it with conviction. And then it's like, they believe oh, it, so then they yeah. make you believe it, you know? And a lot of the times, they're loud and wrong. <laughs> yes. No, those are the worst ones. Loud and AKA wrong. TikTok, okay? that's Sorry, that's exactly what came to my mind. It's like, everyone's out here preaching something, proudly screaming at the top of their lungs, and they're yeah. so wrong. And they're so condescending, too. Like, this is just common knowledge. Meanwhile, you just made it up, so stop. Yeah. <laughs> no, and they'll say something so obvious, like, you know, the sky, it's it's a shade of a blue. And like they say it's so like dramatic and fancy. Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, water is wet. Thanks, Captain Obvious. Like I, I mean, I like didn't want to bring this up, but like, is water wet though? <laughs> Let's talk about it. <laughs> is it not? Is water dry? I don't think it is wet. Because I, I I initially always thought it was wet, and then I heard somebody else's explanation, and now my... I don't think it's wet, because to me, wet is relative. Isn't it relative to air? Yeah, so water is always... If it's always, it's just water, like, how is it wet? You know, something has to be dry in order for... Something has to be dry in order for it to be wet, right? Yeah, exactly. So it's relative That's how to I air. think of to it. To get to a state of wet, it has to be dry, but for something to get wet, it needs to have moisture, so water is the moisture, it's, so then it's always wet, right? But then what is it relative to? Yeah. What is that wetness know. relative to? <laughs> I don't know. All right, guys. So we'll, we'll we'll get back to this in our next week's episode. Next okay? episode, we'll of, like, carry this forward. Yeah, exactly. Um, what I wanted to say before this <laughs> riveting conversation took took place was that I think for me, my imposter syndrome is rooted in perfectionism, like it said. I feel like I have to be perfect at something or have to be an expert at something yeah. before I speak up. And that's not necessarily true. Like sometimes a lot of value comes from, you know, the being wrong process and like mm -hmm. speaking your mind and like thinking about things out loud and like giving your ideas and bouncing ideas off of other people and things like that. So a lot of value comes from that. And 
I've started to like force myself to speak up mm-hmm. because people are dumb. <laughs> no, like, I agree. There's like, definitely a lot of value in that because like who cares if you're wrong you say something that you thought or you understood this one point and then it's wrong and then you learn from that you know what I mean but like it it does like I, I feel like at school and stuff like that they make it difficult for you to be wrong like they don't really encourage it so a lot of us are scared to be wrong so if we don't know that we're 100% right we're just not even gonna say anything but I don't think that's the right way to learn yeah because yeah, I feel like grade school especially like from whatever grade one until high school it's all yes or no, right or wrong, black and white. Mm-hmm. They don't really teach you to like think outside the box. The gray doesn't exist mm-hmm. in the schooling system, but like literally life everywhere you go, everything's gray. Yeah. There's no white, yeah. black and white, you know? Not a lot of things know. are black and white. Yeah. I think I think this may just be like the teacher in me or whatever. And because I've done like two weeks of placement right now in a school setting, I feel like we've experienced school completely differently than how students are being taught now. Because- maybe it's the teacher that I'm with or whatever, but she allows students to like be wrong. And then they like discuss, like she encourages them to like try and think outside the box. And then even if they're wrong, it's like, okay, but why is that? And we can all mm-hmm. learn something from it. Um, but I agree. I really do feel like the way that we grew up, the school system doesn't allow us to grow from like our failures and stuff like that. It's really looked down upon mm-hmm. and it doesn't allow people to grow. So, mm-hmm. and a lot of teachers were very like biased or like, you know, did a lot of favoritism in classes and it was always yeah. towards the smart kids. Yeah. So if you weren't smart and the teacher didn't like you and it was very obvious, honestly, cause like yeah. they're human and they have biases, even though it wasn't right. But yeah. So if you didn't feel that love from your teacher, then you're just, you're, gonna, you're yeah. not going to have that confidence in your intellect. As bad as it sounds, teachers do have favorites. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like it's just like inevitable. It's like, you can't yeah. help it, right? You do have your favorite students, um, but you're not supposed to practice that, obviously, yeah. not show favoritism. And I get it because I guess the smart kids, quote unquote, make their life easier, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. so it makes sense that they, they, yeah, I don't know. But that's something that I think a lot of teachers need to practice not to do because it was yeah. sometimes it was very obvious like yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but I, I feel I like teachers know. like the quote-unquote smart kids because they think it's like a reflection of their teaching right like mm. they're a good teacher so they're picking it up but no, also it's it like way, yeah what is smart define smart you know there's like different kinds of smart one kid may like and everyone has different learning styles and that's why it's like mm-hmm. it's, it's not black and white like mm-hmm. as we were saying but and the yeah. school system like hasn't changed since the 1800s like it does not it's 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 one way and there's only a certain amount of people that learn this way and I think the majority of the people don't yeah and so it's so hard exactly. and it's annoying that this is how we're tested because it's just like and this is what determines if you're smart or not you know in the world because the way that the school system is set up you know if you if if you're not like doing if if you're not like succeeding in the way that they want you to succeed there's a lot of roadblocks in the future right where it's like oh you you can't do this so now you have to you're now you're eliminating university from your um future okay you can't do this now you're you're eliminating college you can't do this now you're eliminating trades like you know what i mean so there's a lot of roadblocks along the way when teachers try to tell you oh you're not good enough for this you're not good enough for that yeah even that brings a point of like you know how just like everyone learns differently the idea of like standardized standardized tests Like, I feel like it was very rigid in that everyone had, like, it was like a unit test and, like, whatever. It was very minimal. Like, let's say it was, like, project-based or group-based or collaborative with, like, students. Like, it wasn't as much grading 
that skill set of students it was very much like just tests and stuff Mm -hmm. like that it's definitely like it's I think it's going in the like the right direction from what Mm -hmm. I'm learning right now in teachers college it's definitely going within that direction because people are criticizing tests and quizzes and all this stuff it's not like beneficial to students especially someone who like if you live with anxiety or something of course you're not gonna test well even if you know the stuff yeah exactly no, you said standardized tests, and I immediately got like PTSD from like no trigger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not everybody does well. Like literally, and yeah. same with like I feel like people are more creative than they are able to like sit mm-hmm. and like write something. You know what I mean? I don't know. I just yeah, like the school system definitely does not nurture your creativity. Mm-hmm. I think there's been a lot of criticisms with tests in general or getting rid of homework because they found that homework doesn't do anything for students it's also a privilege to be able to like do your homework yeah it's very true um we've totally gone off tangent <laughs> well um, i mean i was gonna but say I mean, it like still applies like, imposter syndrome like there's a lot of things that happen in school and in the schooling system that kind of lead to having imposter syndrome but i kind of want to like touch on being the child of an immigrant i feel like the way we were raised really like yo (laughs) tenfold the imposter syndrome you know and i feel like it's because there was no room for making mistakes even at home let alone at school right and there's no room for making mistakes there was like failure was not a thing that you were taught to learn from it was just avoided at all costs do the best that you can that we've given this you've been given this opportunity so you have to do everything perfectly and so because of that Mm -hmm. you're scared to take chances you're scared to do things out of the box you're scared to like step out on your own or whatever the case may be like even something so small like in the kitchen for example like I can remember countless times I was a kid and I wanted to help my mom and she'd be like no you're doing it wrong or like you want to clean you take initiative to clean and it's like no you're doing it wrong Mm -hmm. like little things like that from childhood just show you and like you're conditioned to think like anything that I want to do I'm not going to do it properly so let me just yeah take direction from authority follow somebody else's lead rather than use my own brain or whatever but I I think in the definition I talked about like even like social context and like I don't know if you guys have seen that tweet recently where it's like uh, like in a black household, if you like cut the cake wrong, like that's it. It's a wrap from it's dinner. Wrap. You're getting roasted for the whole night. It's just like small things like that. Like if you can't do that right, like that's it. Like, you know, so it does like it's just little things that you just do in the home that like if you try to take initiative for it, but you do it wrong, like that's you're never going to cut a cake again. Like you're no. scarred. Literally never. No, stop. That's actually triggering. No, it's so triggering. Why does it fall apart like that? Only when you're cutting it, right? Like everyone Only. else is fine. <laughs> Uh, yeah but yeah it's true like imposter syndrome like uh I don't want to say manifests but manifests itself in like so many different ways it's not just like career-based but from like childhood basically Mm -hmm. I also feel like in school like having immigrant parents there was a lot of things that our parents couldn't help us with. Like, if it wasn't math, my parents could not help me with it. No idea, right? <laughs> because math yeah. is the only thing that's, like, universal. Everything else was, like, yeah. especially things, like, per- like when you have to do, like, really artistic projects and, like, things like that. I feel like, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I feel like, oh, maybe that's where immigrant kids really struggle because, like, they don't, that's not the curriculum 
back home you know you're not out here using construction paper and like making these like solar systems they don't (laughs) value that stuff at all for exactly read your book and call it a day yeah and so yeah i feel like like i said before like it's a privilege to have your parents be able to help you at home and a lot of immigrant parents they couldn't or something like french like they barely knew english like the house i couldn't get that help of like french back like when i go home or like things like that so i feel like that always made me feel like if, because i couldn't get help at home if i needed it it was like where else would you go that just made me want to blame my horrible um art marks on the no back. honestly <laughs> yo the way that i used to dread having to ask that? for like um art supplies for projects yeah. like having to go get construction paper was like so stressful <laughs> to I'm ask sorry. for they didn't understand they why. didn't get it like what do you need that for where do you get it and it's oh my god that, <laughs> that tweet ever... where it's like they come to the mom's room at 9 p.m to yes for construction paper for a project due the next day <laughs> literally do it at 8 a.m the next day and your mom does it all for you right yeah oh. no because arts and crafts like low-key that's a life skill and like a lot of people don't learn that <laughs> No, so no true. Way. So basically, encourage your children <laughs> to be more creative or help them out. Not that our parents didn't. I just, it's definitely not the focus. No, it's just kind of like out of their scope. That's the only thing, yeah. you know? Yeah. They definitely don't, they definitely did not have to go to the, the store and get construction paper for their projects when <laughs> they were going to school. <laughs> like, no uh, way. When did you guys realize that you had imposter syndrome? I noticed it recently in my most recent job like and I I like I live with it right now like I, I've actually like this is the first time I've really experienced it and it's been for the past like year because I've kind of like switched careers and even within my career like being promoted I'm just like wait what like I wasn't even supposed to be here in the first place <laughs> why are you promoting me you know it's it was like yeah I've just been having like an out-of-body experience and I'm just like and I feel like every time I'm about to like meet with my boss or like we're about to have like a one-on-one or a review I'm just like yeah I'm about to go get fired you know and then it ends up being like completely opposite and I'm just like wait what like you still haven't figured it out that I'm a fraud (laughs) (laughs) so I feel like it's something for me like recently yeah I definitely feel it like if I'm you know applying for jobs or like going for interviews like I have such a hard time selling myself not only because like you know it's weird to just be like, I'm so that great works. because of X, Y, Z. But mm. because low-key, I'm like, what? This is not even true. I'm not even good at, I don't know anything. What do I know? I'm a kid. I'm a child. <laughs> Literally everybody lies about that. Yeah. No, I know. And people are so good at it. But I just like, I can't. I feel like goes back to that thing. Like, I feel like I have to have every PhD, every master's degree before I can apply for a job. I just feel like I'm underqualified all the time which is like not the case. Like I have more education than majority of people. Um, Like, you know, I got to where I am at now in my career because of my ability. So it's like, why do I think that Mm -hmm. if I try to go to, you know, apply to another job, why don't I believe it? You know? Yeah. Do you guys think, because like, I don't, I I can't speak on having like any professional careers in, in terms of like money and stuff. Do you think this idea of you having like imposter syndrome manifests in like the way that you demand for more money let's say if you go to like a new job mm-hmm. or like you get a raise right and then they ask you like how much would you like you kind of undersell sell yourself even though you should get like above and beyond especially because I know at one point Marwa you were saying you were doing the job of like like two people mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean yeah so it's like hard to almost ask for more money that you essentially deserve 
Yeah. But right? you feel like you don't deserve it because you're just like, I don't even deserve to be sitting here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah like I'm grateful to have a job, period. Yeah. Like, I'll take whatever I can get. Yeah. And that's only really common amongst like women and a lot of black people because we're just like, we're like, we've always been disadvantaged in the workplace or like historically we haven't been able to like have opportunities. So it's like when you're in these rooms or in, in, you're in these positions, you're like, oh, I'm just so grateful that I'm here. They're like, I don't want to mess it up. I don't want to ask for more money. Whereas you know, our white counterparts are just like, no, I deserve to be here and I deserve this much money and I'm doing this and this and that. And that's kind of how we have to like approach it. But I was also going to say, I know you're talking about, you know, you feel like you're lying when you're in an interview because you're talking about your skills, but it's like, unless you're like actually lying, like saying you did, you worked here, but you didn't. A lot of the things that you talk about, it's not really lying. You're just actually explaining how your skills are transferable because a lot of times we don't think about that. We just think like, oh, I just did this. But you don't realize that this skill that you have can be transferred into like this role and this role and this role and this role. So you're not really lying. You're actually just like showcasing what you know. No, it's true. And it's like, when I look back on like when I first started working, the way that I didn't know a single thing and now now it's like so different. I'm like, you can literally learn any job. Like anyone can learn any job. Mm-hmm. And I know that. But it's yeah. like, when it comes to yourself, it's so hard to like actually believe it and not feel like a fraud. Yeah, but the believing it part is the important part. Like, I'm just saying because I've worked in HR and I've interviewed, like, hundreds of people. And, like, if I'm calling you for an interview, I already looked at your resume. I already know your credentials, right? It's already good from there. But if I call you and you're not able to show me how these skills are transferable, then you're probably not going to go through. But, like, somebody, I can if I look at their job and they're able to show me, like, they did this, 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 and it, like, transferred into, like, this, this, this. And I'm like, okay, you know how these skills are transferable. Like, it's not about just, I know these skills are good, but do you know that they're good? Do you know that these are transferable? Like, that's what matters. And also, Lulza asking for more money. What is that? (laughs) I feel like I've, like, asked for a raise, like, once in my life. But you know that, like, okay, I always just, I think of it in terms of, like, men. Because I know that when that opportunity comes for men, they'll ask for double than what they're being offered. Mm-hmm. And they fight for it and they eventually get it. Like, it's not that much. Of it. But when it comes to women, they'll be like, okay, cool. Like, I, I'm, they're offering me a little bit more money. Sure, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. I feel like we need to be more assertive and being like, I should ask for double too. Like, what the hell? We like, should yeah. also be louder about our accomplishments and things that we've done. I feel like women are just like raised to be modest and, mm-hmm. you know, humble. And yeah. that doesn't get you anywhere in the workplace at all honestly you need to be loud about the things that you've done and you know sure of them because you probably do more than a lot of people and the people who do half what you do are really loud about what they've done and they get the you know the applause for it and the the raises and the whatever and I don't know if it's just like because I have a lot of girlfriends but I I I see time and time again of people always talking about how like they're basically doing two jobs in one. They're always Mm -hmm. doing two jobs. I never really so much hear it from a guy as much as like they're taking that much work, but they're not getting compensated for that. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like women are just taking, it's just our role in society. It manifests in our job in, in the sense of that we take on more work, but we're also not being rewarded for doing that more work. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? yeah. it's because we're not valued in the workplace like a lot of employers see women as a liability because yeah. I don't know when you're going to get pregnant I don't know when you're going to want to decide to be a stay-at-home mom and like whatever they yeah. just have these like automatically we're disadvantaged because of these assumptions exactly. about our because of our gender yeah like who said I'm gonna have kids yeah you know 
And even if I am like, and yeah, like <laughs> but I, I find it's changing slowly. I've noticed that a lot more men are taking paternity leave and the women are not taking maternity yeah. leave. Like they're mm-hmm. switching the roles, which is nice to see that it's, that's happening because all of these things are freaking, it's just, everything is a social construct. Literally. Yeah. When you look down into like everything is, whether it's gender, like race, like all of these things are just a freaking social construct. Yeah. <laughs> been yeah. embedded into society that we just need to work on dismantling. Like, and it's like, let women think that, okay, I have to choose between being a wife and a mom and like be, have like, you know, live this like family life or my career. It's either you're this family woman or your career, you're bossy, you're this, you're that. Like you have to choose between these two things. Like, why can't I be both? You have to sacrifice something. But yeah, like, you have to sacrifice something. Up, yeah. Men never sacrifice anything. They never have to think about sacrificing anything. Mm-hmm. I feel like the, this topic of imposter syndrome isn't like just specifically just about imposter syndrome. It's like so yeah. many different things. Because <laughs> it stems from so many different places, like the school system being the child of an immigrant being a woman like there's so many layers to it yeah why we feel like frauds and imposters you know yeah society sucks is the conclusion (laughs) okay basically i'm trying to go to mars anyone want to come (laughs) (laughs) what do they pay over there i think you just chill all day (laughs) there's no money money is a social construct (laughs) it really is though no facts it's literally paper. Who said it has value? Who said it? So it is time for our Twitter draft segment. And this is the part of the podcast where we discuss a tweet that said, damn, took the tweet right out of my drafts. So this week's tweet comes from at Cassia. And she tweeted, imposter syndrome is a phrase that I'm not even entertaining anymore because it feels like career gaslighting. Women and other underrepresented groups aren't suffering from imposter syndrome. They're suffering in a system that wasn't designed with their success in mind, which is like exactly what we've been talking Everything about. Everything like, we've It's so much deeper than just not feeling adequate enough. Like it's literally the system is designed for us to feel this way. Yep. Well, maybe we're not as ignorant as we thought we were. <laughs> like, we're not just talking out of our ass. We're actually making valid points. Yeah. Like, that tweet right this there. This is your imposter syndrome talking right now. The fact that you're thinking that what we were saying was wrong. Yeah. Your imposter syndrome is showing. <laughs> no, but that's so but true. I mean, like, even even doing this podcast, for example, I feel like we all have imposter syndrome when, we're, when we have this <laughs> You know every I mean? time I open up this microphone, I'm like, who cares what I have to say? <laughs> but that's what I mean. That's what, it yeah. just solidifies that everything that we said before this, there's a tweet that just backs up all of that. Mm-hmm. You know, it just manifests in so many different ways. You don't even realize. Because like, if we did a tally and we did a poll and a survey or a research about who feels like they have imposter syndrome, 1,001%, there would not be a single white man on that <laughs> pie yeah. chart yeah not a single one and did they really work for it did they really work for it or did they handed it on a silver platter exactly mm-hmm. and the thing is like imposter syndrome is a very it's a very trendy word right now it's a buzzword right is, yeah. and so they try to make it seem like it's oh it's just because you're insecure but no there's a lot of things that have led me to feel there's a lot of like I guess systemic you know racism sexism things like that that have made me feel this way it's not just because I feel like I'm inadequate yeah Yeah. but I think that's the that's the issue with talking about these topics as somebody that's part of so many like intersectionalities 
Mm-hmm. So if you're talking to a man about women's issues, they just feel like, oh, you're just another woman just complaining about the patriarchy. But, mm-hmm. but what I'm saying is actually valid. You just refuse to hear it, hear me out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's part of your internalized misogyny or whatever. However, you you're unconsciously contributing to the patriarchy, basically. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Without realizing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's just yeah, it's hard. Hard out here. Mm -hmm. but I kind of I like what that girl said like not like you know not entertaining that term like what imposter what imposter syndrome I deserve to be here yeah I earned this shit yeah and I especially realized that when I first started working I'm like wait you guys are not that smart (laughs) like the workplace will make you quickly realize people are dumb like I'm sorry every day I'm shocked and appalled at the people who have the jobs that they have i'm like director for what director of who like how did you get there because the math isn't mathing right now mm-hmm. i don't understand i don't know That's if like i i don't really suffer from imposter syndrome so much in my professional career i guess because i don't really have i'm just starting it out right with my placement at school i just started this placement and i was like shitting bricks okay before I started it because I'm like this whole I've been preaching about how I've been wanting to become a teacher for so freaking long and now that I'm in it and starting this guy placement and it's like okay what if I don't know how to teach kids like I can't teach kids like it's just it's it's not gonna work out you know what I mean mm-hmm. and in that first week like my teacher was like yo you're a natural at this like I haven't wow. have any criticisms for you right now you're a complete natural and being in my second week I've I literally taught all day today and then I even taught math and that's like really what I want to teach I really like teaching math Mm -hmm. and she was just like you are meant to do this and even the things that like she's like I'm encouraging you to call me out on certain things and be like oh I think this might be better and I did that like two times and then she was like yep you're right I like that better and I was just like okay you know what I'm just gonna have this mentality going forward that I got this that's so good yeah and it's good that she like gave you that space to do that like it's not like oh you're just a teaching assistant like you can't say anything like no you know what you're doing too I could always learn from you so let me know you know what I mean and so she like gave you that confidence back in your like in your ability yeah that's that's also so important for people who generally suffer from like thinking that they're inadequate like they need Mm -hmm. that like boost to Mm -hmm. give them the confidence to keep going Mm -hmm. yeah definitely I feel like I just I really honestly got lucky with her She's like so amazing, but yeah, I feel like more people need to be like that. I mean, if she's a woman, maybe because she's probably felt that way too when she first started. So she was like, you know, very true. Do you guys think there's like a positive side to imposter syndrome? Because I think there is what in terms of output, like because you feel like you're an imposter and you're a fraud, you definitely work a lot harder and do more than most people. And I think the things that you put out and the things that you do are quality and good quality because you're so like, I don't want to fail and I don't want to be found out that I'm a fraud and whatever. It's definitely, that's a positive side, like the output, but it's definitely like, it takes a mental toll on you if you're like always striving for perfection or you're doing things because you're stressed that people are going to think that you're a failure. It's kind of two sides of the same coin. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, you do. Your output is probably better because you're working twice as hard. But like you said, that mental load of having to work twice as hard, like I'm not getting paid overtime. I'm not like, so why do I have to put in that extra work for this employer, which I have no shares in (laughs) like so that they can succeed for what? No, 
Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, your work might be better, but are you really being valued for the work that you do? Like, no, like this is just what they expect from you. Yeah. Like your work isn't being valued. I guess it depends where you work and what industry you're in and like yeah. who your employers are. Like you might get lucky and your work is valued. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, you're a spoke in the wheel. You're stressing what are these phrases up? that you always come up with? What is that? What did you say? A spoke in the wheel? Yeah. <laughs> you guys don't like my Caucasian phrases? I just... <laughs> no, remember the last time you said something? We literally talked about it for 20 minutes. The cow? What did I say? <laughs> the cows oh, come until home. the cows come home? I'll never, I'll never forget. So one time, I was on this meeting, right? And it was like last minute. And I, I don't think I was even supposed to be there. But I contributed. And I was That's like, your imposter syndrome talking. Don't say that. Okay, go on. <laughs> no, like, I actually don't think I was, I was supposed to be invited to this meeting. Because I didn't need to be there. But anyways, I went to the meeting. And then I ended up having something to say. And like, it was like with a client or whatever. And I was like explaining something or whatever. And then afterwards, that senior person called me. And he was saying, he's like, yeah, I was talking to somebody else. And I was like, oh, this girl that was on the call, like, she was really good at explaining things. And I was like, oh, yeah. Like, in my head, I'm like, who the hell is he talking about? Who is this girl that was on the call? And he's like, turned out it was you. And I was like, me? <laughs> like, I was shook when he was like, the girl on the call, she was really good. She was like, da, da, da. I was like, I was like, there was another girl on the call. Like, genuinely in my head, I was like, which yeah. other girl was on the call? He was talking about me. <laughs> Who would have thunk? I was shook. Shook. You should have thunk. No, it's not. I should have, but I yeah. didn't. I was literally shook. I was like, um, yeah. thanks. So basically, I feel like the general conclusion that we can take from this entire conversation, especially the tweet, is we're going to cancel the term imposter syndrome, especially because it like affects women the most. Okay, we got here. We deserve to be here. I guess. We belong here. Mm -hmm. we're no longer entertaining it. I love that for us. I love it, too. We know what we're doing. We know what we're talking about. Right. Exactly. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen to that. But yo, when did you guys realize that literally everyone and their mother has imposter syndrome? I realized it when it became a topic of discussion. And then you're yeah. like, you realize like on Twitter, everyone's like crying about it. You're like, oh, everybody experiences this. Is that just me? Mm-hmm. Especially that people was- who you've always thought of as like smart you know and then they talk about having imposter syndrome and you're just like oh shit or they're like super accomplished and they have yeah their life is just like so good they they have amazing career mm-hmm. but they still feel inadequate you know yeah like a lot of successful people have imposter syndrome being successful doesn't like take it away like i sw- platforms like twitter and tiktok are my favorite because that's when people are like real you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's not like the the facade like like i wouldn't i wouldn't say twitter definitely less i feel like tiktok people are way more like i just mean like in terms of the 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 topic of imposter syndrome would not be a topic of discussion on a platform like instagram or snapchat you know what i mean that's what i mean by these platforms people are more willing to be like open and just like talk i don't maybe not mm-hmm. exactly real is the right word but you know what i mean yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we're more willing to talk about these things mm-hmm. i definitely realized recently i honestly don't think i even knew what imposter syndrome was until recently i knew like what i was experiencing but i didn't know there was a name for it mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um and then when i found out there was a name for it i was like oh this is a thing i'm not the only one You're- it's so nice when you can put a name to a feeling 
I definitely diagnose myself with a lot of things daily. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> TikTok is part of that reason. Like, you know, those like TikTok therapists are like, if you do these five things, you have mommy issues. And I'm like, what? No, I hate those. <laughs> They're too much. No, I have mommy issues. Oh. I have childhood trauma. I have this. I have daddy issues. I have this. I have that. I have everything. 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 I'm like, everything. this can't be real. I also have ADHD. OCD. Oh, I have ADHD. A- <laughs> like, so everything. I have ADHD. Done. I have high functioning anxiety and high functioning depression. Yeah. <laughs> what don't but I sometimes- have? I feel like I don't know like these aren't even professionals that are talking no it's literally taking it with a grain of salt if I were to listen yeah because some of the things they say I'm like I think this is a normal thing that a lot of people do like yeah everything they say is super common because there's no way that this many people like identify with having also these things are much more common because we're we're all locked up you know what I mean so everyone everybody all of a sudden has these exact same experiences you know yeah yeah like I think a lot of people's mental health is like struggling right now yeah so that's an understatement I feel like I haven't felt like myself in like a year (laughs) because this lockdown like does it is anywhere else in the world locked down as much as we are like no no No. we're the only ones like it really wasn't supposed to last as long but actually here we are I feel like I'm in jail. Please, no. any opportunity to shit on Doug, I'm ready. Am and I like right? the lockdown has Dougie. been so long that now I'm like anxious of going back into real life. Like it scares yeah. me. And no the fact way. that I feel like it's like coming soon, I'm like so okay. I have so much anxiety because I'm just like, it. yo, like shit's about to pop off soon. Like everyone said it's about to be a movie this summer. Like I'm scared. <laughs> no, I need uh, to I eat back in. Be a movie. Oh, no, no, no. We're playing ourselves. But you know. But when things do go back to normal, like, I feel like I need to ease myself back into it. Like, one social outing every two weeks. Because the way oh. my social battery, it's like a three-year-old iPhone. That I need to <laughs> have a charger on me at all times. I need to be close to home. <laughs> Taking my own car everywhere so I can leave. <laughs> yeah. I think I was with people two weeks ago and I'm, like, still recovering. Like, <laughs> Forget people. I literally go to get a coffee and I'm like, okay... That's it for the week. <laughs> that's enough outside for today, right? For the rest that's, of the month. Like drive through too. I didn't even get out of my car. Drive through. I'm like, okay, we're done. <laughs> I put on outside clothes and I put took them back off and we're done here. Cannot. Yeah. Exhausting. But anyways, forget Dougie <laughs> and our struggles as Canadians. Um, but I think it's time for our noteworthy mentions segment. This is the part of the podcast where we plug some dope small businesses. So this week we're giving a little shine time to Iris Event Management on Instagram. Check her out for all your event planning needs, birthdays, showers, weddings, what have you. She got you. She's super creative, super efficient. That girl is on her shit. Mm-hmm. Um, check out our Instagram. We're going to post her there so you can follow her. The handle's yeah. at Iris Event Management, right? See, madame. Yeah. yeah. And they're also, um, she's based in on uh, Toronto. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Toronto-based. So. Black-owned business. Black-owned business. Black-owned business. Love to see it. Black-owned woman business. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
need I say more? Honestly. Yeah. But we've some definitely attended we've definitely some attended some of the events that she's hosted and like amazing. Like chefs mm-hmm. beyond your expectations. Like chefs. Kiss. It's so nice because like one of our like best friends uh did her her, her birthday with her and it was like, yeah. wait, I don't have to think about shit. Like I don't have to think yeah. about like, oh, should we bring out the cake? Should we do this? Like she yeah. got it, she got us. Like we just get to enjoy ourselves. We get to That's just what enjoy I mean. Ourselves. She's on her shit. Like she's very organized, she knows what she's doing. Just on top of it. You don't have to worry yeah. about anything. And that's what you want. You want to be able to enjoy your event and have somebody else think about all that shit. <laughs> <laughs> the cleanup afterwards too. Ugh. Yeah. yeah. None of it is any of your concern. She's got it. But yeah, at Iris Event Management on IG, we'll be posting it on our page so you can give it a follow and check it out. Mm. I think that's it for today, folks. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure to comment, subscribe, and share because mama said so. Bye. Bye. Bye.